Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hour number two, let's get it. This is Chad and Zay. I am Zay Collier. Chad Hastings on vacation. Ty Henderson is in the building, filling in, doing a great job. Follow him on Twitter, Texas Guy Ty. Follow me on Twitter, ain't that underscore Zay. This is the Horn, 1049-1019, AM1260. Great first hour. Two more to go. And yeah, you know what's funny, Ty? Somebody said on the Specs text line they threw out Sean Marion, who was on that Mavs team in 2011 that won the whole thing. They had one of the purest looking forms of all time in Peja Soyakovic, and one of the ugliest forms of all time in Sean Marion. The flip shot? Wow. Like that shot, so bad. Which, when you play throwbacks, I know you're a big NBA 2K guy. When you play in those throwback teams and you play with, like, the Suns or the All-Suns teams and you have him and you have an open three, you better just tap, tap. that button. Because oh, yeah. that release, he just, again, it's just that flick. It get, I mean, in real life, it, it was it was, it was cash. It was cash. Like, he was really fun to watch. Like, when he was bouncy with Steve Nash and stuff on those really good D'Antoni teams and their crib tonight would always be either the Spurs or the Lakers. Like, they could really go. And Sean Marion, he actually mentioned uh, recently, I don't know what interview or what podcast he was on, but he said, which in a way is right, he kind of paved the way for undersized big men. Guys that are six seven, like Grant are, Williams type. Yeah, Grant Williams that are small forwards. Draymond Green. Yeah, not really, not you know, too heavy, but around six seven, six six, and could guard fours and play the four because they're so versatile. And yeah, I remember thinking Sean Marion, like, wow, like this is perfect. And Spurs fans, I know you're gonna be salty about this, but if Joe Johnson doesn't get hurt in 05, I don't know if y'all win that series. And if Robert. Big Shot Bob doesn't do, sorry, Patrick Davis, you're my guy, absolutely love you, Baldo Live, you know, producer, you're my dude for sure, and he ne- always disagrees with me because he's a huge Spurs homer. If Big Shot Bob didn't knock Steve Nash into the crowd and David Stern didn't poon out, I'll say that, on his decision because Amari Stoudemire and Boris D, I walked on the court and he suspended those guys. Because they were trying to protect in the playoffs. In the playoffs, they were trying to protect. I don't know the MVP of the league. He, he's kind of valuable. If you knock his ass out, which Robert Ory, he got suspended. But who's more valuable, Mari and Boris Diaw for the Suns or Robert Ory for the Spurs? What was the series at at that point? Uh, I don't remember. I I know the Suns were in control though. I I, I want to say the Suns were in control. They went. I mean, back, those Suns I, teams. That's probably one of the, I mean, the best, like a team that was competent for an entire era, but never, they, they even make it to a finals? No. 
They always and Steve Nash. He never made it. Steve never. Nash never been to the finals. No, That's crazy. And a big part of that was he would get exposed defensively. As great as he was, one of the greatest passes of all time. I wish he would have shot the ball more. He only averaged like maybe his highest points per game average in his career was 19, maybe. But those MVP years, he was only averaging around 16 points, 15 at times. It might have been 12 assists, 11 assists, and just his impact is why he got the MVPs. I know a lot of people argue that because Shaq and Kobe, they were doing their thing at the time. Shaq with Miami, Kobe with the Lakers, and Ron was in the league and stuff. If Mark even wouldn't have traded him. What a bad trade. That's still... That would have been the greatest white boy duo of all time. Oh, yeah. I mean, what Avery would have done with Steve, Avery Johnson would have done with Steve, would have been a lot different than what D'Antoni did because, you know, D'Antoni really, you know, took seven Steve seconds. Nash to a... Yeah, Listen. seven seconds less. Like, it took Nash to another level. But, man, I... His D, when Tony Parker would go at him, Tony Parker would go at at Steve. Just put him on and stage. they would try to hide him. Yeah, they would try to hide him, but then they would have Ginobili in. And it probably never would have worked with Dirk, considering he's also terrible at defense. Yeah. And having two liabilities like that. Yeah, yeah. I'll never forget that game, Game 7, 2006, when the Mavs went to AT&T Center, and he had that huge and one on Ginobili to ice the game. Like, that's when I knew, okay, Dirk's a dog. He was disrespected for so long. Always. A lot of that was because he's European. You always disrespect European guys, which, you know, I talked about this with Keenan yesterday. That's why Luca didn't go number one over the person that we just talked about, DeAndre Ayton, because, oh, he's from Europe. We don't think he's going to be tough enough. He's slow. He's this and that. Yeah, and Marvin Bagley goes in front of him, too. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and they're – there's still that whole stigma of college basketball. Since we see these guys, we think that it's a better league than overseas, which it's is complete not. BS. It's not. Overseas is so much better, so much more talent, grown-ass yeah, men. Real Madrid would win every single game and if they had played as a college. Yeah, and Luca Threw them in the Big 12. And Luca dominated that league at 18 years old. Like Juan Carlos Navarro, guys like that. Spain legends and Pau Gasol, Manu, all those guys, Tony, they weren't dominating like that. And all those guys, oh, he's you know, different. Hall he's, of Famers. He he does. He he complains a lot. He's got a little bit of LeBron uh, in him. Yeah, a little LeBron. LeBron. That's James who Harden. That's who we looked up to growing up. <sighs> it makes sense. Oh, I see. Trust me. At those All Star games, I see LeBron talking to him. Like, get get your old ass out of here, LeBron. <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna play with Luca. If you want to come to Dallas? Him. That like when that rumor was going around. Earlier in the summer, I was like, "Am I?" I knew it wasn't going to happen, but yeah. Dallas being interested in LeBron or having interest in them early in the season. Would you like LeBron then? I would have to. You would have to. Uh, it, That's it was, fair. It's it, it similar to you know in the NFL. I know I'm jumping jumping around here a lot. No, but, you're uh, fine. That's we ha- we're there's no structure without <laughs> Chad. There's, we've had Bucky on. You know, there's no structure there. We were talking about. We literally talked about food for like a whole segment. So yeah, you, you jump around all you want, my guy. Yeah. So um, Johnny Manziel, when he was when the Cowboys were on the clock, the year they drafted Zach Martin, who we talked about earlier. Um, and I was like, damn, is Jerry Jones really? About to pick Johnny Manziel right here. Am I going to have to be a he wanted to so bad Johnny Manziel fan? He and for a split so second, bad. I convinced myself. I was like, okay, <laughs> I could do this. It'd be a similar. I'm sure I'd be able. Like, I'd be. I'm sure I'd like LeBron if he was on the Mavericks. But yeah, it would be weird for me. Yeah, I yeah. liked him when he went back to Cleveland. 
I like that too. You know, I had some. I was like, all right. Yeah. Like him and Kyrie together, that was fun. Yeah, I try to keep it back just straight basketball. If we're just talking hoops, like it's how could you not love LeBron? I know what he does off the court, even on the court, like the bitching and stuff. I could get on my nerves too, but Mike used to finesse refs into changing calls. I, like uh, MJ used to do that. Like he, everybody bitch going back to Reggie Miller and Bird and Magic, just they didn't have as many cameras back then. So yeah. you didn't see it yeah, as much. I, I you got know? you. But like, yeah, I. I feel you. <laughs> no, I, the video, I, I the videos you. of him, like, or the pictures of him, where there's like 50 pictures of him just sitting in his locker, acting like he's reading a book, but it's the, <laughs> but it's the first page, or him in interviews with the like, oh, there's one where he was no, in he was he in be, England, and they were like, he'll stretch the truth, and he's like, oh yeah, like Jordan Henderson, yeah, like I was a big fan of his when he was uh, when he was playing for the club, and they're like, oh, you mean yeah. he's the captain of the team? Yeah, right he'll stretch, now. he'll stretch the truth. He'll stress it's like, truth. why do you need to? I don't know. In my in my eyes, he's stuck like thinking like a eighteen year old would. Yeah, and literally, Austin Reeves said that in the on the Up and Smoke podcast. Really, he was just on I Matt saw, Barnes. And what Steven was he Jackson. wearing? He was wearing like a choir white like. He's a down. Sooner. He's a Sooner. <laughs> he ain't going to be all there. I, I talk about it all the time. Those Sooners and stuff and those Aggies, you know, I talked about it with Chad. I love Chad. He'll do some suspect stuff. They look stuff. like they pulled him straight out of the trailer park. And yeah. Like, get your nicest <laughs> nice shirt, Austin. Got oh, an interview. He's Hillbilly Kobe for real. He embraces it. I like him. I hate that I like him so much, but he's a Sooner, so he's going to do suspect stuff. He can't help it. It's just, you know, the environment that he was in when he was in Norman. But, yeah, man, Austin Reeves said on Matt Barnes, Steven Jackson's podcast Up in Smoke that Braun acts like an 18 year old kid like that's how he he carries himself like a kid which you know we know he's never had a dad or anything so that's why he's so involved with his kids and I like that about him he can go a little overboard at times yeah. when he you know says I want my son to go straight to the league I'd let your son have a life Braun he's kind of toned that down a little bit I think Bryce but will though Bryce has a lot of potential Bryce, I, I think Bronny will he kinda, too. He kind of reminds me of a young Zay Collier. Stop. <laughs> nah, hell no. Nah. I ain't got those jeans. I like CC was you nice. Got similar stuff. build though. Uh, yeah, but I ain't have that athleticism at all. Like he gets up with ease. It took me a lot just to dunk. That's why Mike Griffin had, didn't give me that thousand dollars that he still owes me for fifteen years ago. Where I, I can't, the ball went in, Ty. It just rattled around the rim. Like Mike Griffin, rookie year, he thought he was hot stuff because if you know Mike, he still thinks he's hot stuff. But, you know, got that rookie deal, Tennessee Titans. I want to say he went 19th. He came back to Bowie. We were just doing open run in the summer, hooping. So in between games, Mike said, Zay, I'll give you $1,000 right here if you go dunk the ball right now two hands. You know me? Bet. $1,000. I'm 15. That go a long way. (laughs) I go up. It went in, but it was clumsy. It, it was. I didn't freak. It, Did it went your in, fingers? Rattled. It was like one of those. Grab the rim. Yeah, it slipped, but it went in. And what he said, nah, nah, I ain't get that thousand, and I'm still salty about it. Like at least give me five hundred. He won't give me no Gigi's cupcakes, none of that stuff. You know Man. him or Rackpo got the cupcake yeah. thing going on. I ain't get no cupcakes. Get for a gift free. card now, at least something. Something, you know, I'd be grateful with something, but nah, Mike, you still going to be could cheap. You, I'll never forget could that. Could you actually dunk beyond yeah. that, though? Yes. It was just, you know, the pressure was on. I knew the 1,000 was on the line. Everybody was watching and stuff like that. And then I ain't going to lie. It, it wasn't a clean dunk. It wasn't a gotcha. clean dunk. So. I, I grabbed rim one time. 
So yeah, it's not bad. My freshman B team. That's that's. It. I played on one competitive basketball team my entire life. That's like fre- freshman B team. Who was the head coach at the time? Uh, coach Owen. Okay. Who he actually played with my dad. Played football at Westlake with my dad. Back Damn. In the day. Wow. So I think he might because I didn't make the team in middle school. Tough. And then I just made it freshman year. You go, you go Hill Country or Westridge? Westridge. Okay. We had some hoopers though. Yeah. What was that rivalry like? The Hill Country Westridge? Because I know Westlake. It was very different. Were... Like okay. like the the environments. It's like we were kind of like the a little bit of a rattier bunch. You know, got in trouble a little bit more. And the uh, Hill Country kids were like, oh, you know, yeah, a little yeah. a little straight straighter straighter edge. But then eventually we all got the high school and. Yeah, everyone ended up being up. the same. Yeah, but it, of course. But definitely, there was it was a lot different, and the girls were a lot different too. I remember. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna make me dry I mean, we, all this Westlake. We talk. had we had the Cornavaca kids out there. That's like <laughs> that's like the hood of Westlake. Stop! There ain't no hood. That what kind of oxymoron is that? <laughs> it's the hood of Westlake. I ain't never heard that. I don't think those words have ever been said out of anybody that is from the Central Texas area. The hood of Westlake. Wow, Ty, you really wildin'. Hey, you shout, out really to, shout out to the shout out to the out there, love you. <laughs> instead of Beamers and no, Benzes, we were riding around in Jags instead. Huns at the hood. What you know? what I'm saying there's like no building codes out there, so you'll have like a a huge mansion next to like a a trailer. Oh it's, my it's, gosh. it's it's an interesting dynamic, but it is on the lake. So okay. I, I guess that there's never been a hood that's on the lake. I don't think. <laughs> Oh, man, that is great. He is Ty Henderson. I am Zay Carter. Let's get into a little football talk before we get to break because Justin Fields, man, he has a lot of confidence for a guy that was on a team that was last in their division. Now, I would have a lot more confidence, too, if Aaron Rodgers was out of that division now. But still, like, I don't know if I would take the Bears over Dan Campbell's Lions. I don't know if I would take the Bears over, you know, even the Packers with Jordan Love right now. Like that Come that's on. tough for me to I, do. I, I I gotta take him over the Packers. I, I Jordan Love is trash. I, I can't say he's trash. He hasn't shown us nothing yet. You haven't really shown us nothing. He's he's played. He had one he had like one good half of football. And that's that's tough. And like for a meaning in a meaningless game. And that's tough for a guy to know that like this is your only shot because once twelve comes back into play, now he's number eight with New York. But once Aaron Rodgers comes back, like that's it. There's a comfort level with being the starting quarterback. Yeah, but he's had he's that, had two, three years to prepare. I I don't like but, but you're not preparing if you're not playing. Like the most like the the best, you know, you got to be out there on the field you're to still get practicing experience. every week watching one of the count. all-time greats. That don't count, you're dog. All, yeah, but the feeling of like I, I don't think there should be yeah, you're going to be nervous, but it's not like you're walking out there week 1 as a rookie expected to be the franchise quarterback. You've had True. you've had some time to "Quote unquote develop," True. even though you're not playing as much like you're saying. But, but he's not like Aaron Rodgers, though. Like we we don't we don't know. Yeah, but when I don't mean I'm too young young to remember. I remember when Aaron Rodgers started playing, but I don't think the expectations were like, oh, he's going to be as good as he's going to be the, one of the best ever. I don't think that was no, and that's not it for Jordan Love. No, either. but there are like I I I mean on Reddit, I'm, I've tried to I try to get into as many communities just like see. No, I'm not like commenting or posting, but I'm in a Packers subreddit, <laughs> and they act like this dude is gonna be the next coming of Jesus see, Christ. Okay, yeah, that's that's just some Homer stuff. Well, they, they've been believe. they've been lucky. I mean, you've had the last thirty years of your franchise like where you've had a Hall of Fame quarterback. True, back to back. That doesn't happen very often. Yeah, absolutely. And they would probably tell you. 
they've underachieved with those two Hall of Fame quarterbacks as good as they two were. Two Super Bowls? Only two. I mean, I'd take it. I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I, you as a Cowboys <laughs> fan, yeah, I, I don't knock that either. But, I, yeah, I don't know. I, you're right. I'd probably take the Bears over the Packers. I it's close, wanna, though. I definitely want to take Chicago over Minnesota. I think the team around Jordan Love is better than what Chicago has based off, you know, the, the O-line in Chicago is abysmal. Um, but the defense, you still got Jair, Alexander, and yeah. some other guys there. He's so a dude. Alexander's an absolute dude. But Justin Fields, this dude guaranteed that he'll be the first quarterback in Bears history for throw over to throw over 4,000 yards this season. Keep in mind, Justin Fields threw for only 2,242 yards last season in 15 games. So... Yes, I know they got better. They got a couple more wide receivers there. Justin Fields should be another year who more get, comfortable. Who did, who did they get? What's my man's name? Moore. DJ Moore. DJ yeah, Moore. Yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. That's better than what they had. And but that's I, not. They need a guy that's. DJ Moore is just a fly down the field, throw a go route. I feel like they need like a Colby, you know, someone, a Cole Beasley type, you know. They a, really could have used someone that, Luke Hopkins. Yeah, but I think they're going to – I mean, Justin Fields is never going to be a, a tremendous down-the-field passer in mind. I don't I don't think he has the – I don't think he has it going on upstairs to, huh. to read an NFL defense, nor has the, you know, just arm – he has an arm talent from a strength standpoint, but, but just the putting it on the spot, I don't, I don't think he'll ever be able to do but, it. But you just said, like yourself, like the old line, it not being good, he ha- that he don't have much time to let guys go downfield. But you can tell, like, just look, I don't know. This me looking at him while he's playing football, it looks like he's confused. Still. Right. Still. He'll have know. those moments. And... and that was the big knock coming out of college with him. It was like, hey, I don't think he can read a defense yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah. And just listen to him talk. I'm a, I'm a big listen to interviews. You guy. are a big listen to interviews guy. I heard what you said about <laughs> you were talking the other day. I was like, dog, he's in college. This is where you learn to talk. This is I where know, you but get still, it. come on, Quinn. Oh, come on, come on dog. Dude. But, we, you we, know, with, with Justin Fields, which, you know, at Ohio State and C.J. Stroud, he's going to be going through the same thing. When you have that deep of a wide receiver room, you kind of, you know, think you can about just throw like, it up. the way you can just throw it up. Like the Garrett Wilsons and Chris Olave, Jackson Smith, and Jigbuzz, guys like that, you know, are different. So Justin Fields – all that talent he had around him, which every quarterback wants that, and, you know, you can make guys good, but is it going to be like Matt Liner or something like that? Who Matt Liner, we know the talent that he had, but look where he's at. Like, look what happened in his NFL career, which Justin Fields is already better than Matt Liner. I don't know if that's the right comparison, but you, y'all, y'all catch my drift. I, I think that he's talking crazy here because he's a running quarterback first. I think he has a lot of upside throwing the football, but I don't think there's enough talent around him to for him to go over 4,000 yards this season. And instinct's just going to take over. Once that edge rusher comes to play, like he's not going to sit and stand in the pocket. No. He's going to take off and try to make something happen with his legs. And that just because, doesn't work in the NFL. Yeah, not not all the time. Not like, football, it doesn't not, win any Super Bowls. Yeah, it's tough. Like, what? Who's the last running quarterback with the Super Bowl? Or, yeah. Steve Young, I wouldn't even consider him running quarterback. He had Jerry Rice. Yeah, no, it just I mean we've seen Russell Cam, Wilson. Cam, yeah, uh, Cam Newton got there, um, but uh, the dual threat it it will either bite you in the ass with, with injuries 
You know, it's that a yeah. long season like that. You're playing twenty plus games. You're right. You're going to wear down. Yeah. And we see that at the end of every year with those guys, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, two great examples. Yeah, both of those guys got hurt last year. You're absolutely right. So yeah, that that's my fear with all even Josh Allen. Like my he can't yeah, keep this dude, up. He he can't keep this up. I mean, you can't tell like one of these AFC championship games when he's barreling down the field, like the shoulders gonna come out of place when you're, you're knocking dudes around like he does. Yeah, I love the way he runs, though. Literally, you got, you got to be a little bit more careful, dude. L- literally, Madden—he's the cover boy for Madden. On like their little promo commercial, they have him just running over some because he, he does. He does it. He does that. Yeah, but like that's for your quarterback. You don't want to see that for the long. Maybe haul. like once or twice a year, just to, if, if it's a. Ton, I like that to set the tone, right? You know, we've seen. I mean, Bam Bam Sam used to do that all the time, but. You know, he's he, that's a different type, type of quarterback. That is a different type of quarterback. He is Ty Henderson. Follow him on Twitter at Texas Guy Ty. I am Zay Collier. Follow me on Twitter, ain't that underscore Zay. Chad Hastings on vacation. This is Chad and Zay on the horn, 1049 AM1260. Stream it, hornfm.com. Chad and Zay. Welcome back. Chad and Zay coming in with some classic Naughty by Nature. Feel me flow. This is Chad and Zay on the horn 1049, 1019 AM 1260. I am Zay Collier. Follow me on Twitter, ain't that underscore Zay. Joined by Ty. Henderson, follow him on Twitter at Texas Guy Ty. You know anything about Naughty by Nature? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's one of my jams. It's a summer jam, right? Yeah, it's a summer jam, man. Naughty by Nature so underrated. I they had some hits, man. They they had some hits. Man. It's all clean too, right? Uh, I don't know about all that, but it's cleaner than others. <laughs> it ain't no, you know, Uncle Luke. Or two live crew but or it's anything. But it's not Will yeah. Smith, though. Nah, it's not that bubblegum type stuff. <laughs> but don't sleep on Will, man, even though people can summertime? say. Yeah, summertime when he's jazz, with Jazzy Jeff. I watched that Prince. music video yesterday. Did you really? First time. I mean, I've heard that song, obviously, before. I, I play it as uh, bumper music sometimes. But yeah. the music video, it was pretty cringy. Yo, uh, yeah, Will's in his bag, though, man. Will... What a run that he had from just the rapping to obviously Fresh Pens of Bel Air. I mean, that was my favorite show growing up. That show is still good, still classic. That's the first time a lot of people saw Nia Long, you know, and he became Seasons. his girl. Yeah, like in the later seasons, I don't maybe season five or six or so. I don't know for sure, but who's the who's the oldest sister? Was it Candace? Hillary. Hillary. <sighs> yeah, bad. Oh, she's so bad. And then what was she's it? So Ashley was the younger yeah, one. Yeah, Ashley. And then you know, also Uncle beautiful. Phil. R.I.P. R.I.P. Uncle Phil. Man. I go back. I see that video on Instagram all the time when like they had the real moment about like Will's dad because right. he leaves yeah. him and it's like yeah, you can feel it. Oh, that man. might be the most iconic episode of Fresh Prince. Like everybody remembers that episode where Will's dad comes back into town and Will thinks that he's gonna go on the road with yeah. him and his dad. You know, how come you don't love me, man? <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Oh, man. Yo, straight up. Straight up, Ty. That was so good. If it wasn't for that scene, there wouldn't be no Men in Black. Oh, I mean. No Independence Day. Yeah, but that, was, that, was, that was all real. That you, put, you felt the realness. That you know? put him in Hollywood royalty to everyone because, you know, everybody thought, oh, God, it's just it's the kid from Philly. They got this cute show on NBC. But can he really act, though? Like, we know he's funny. We know he'd be rocking the Jordans. We know he could rap. Can he really act, though? And when he Why hit. He loved when he hit America with, how come you don't love me, man? And gave Uncle Phil that hug, dog. Oh. And that's, that should have won something. I got something. chills. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go watch that episode. Like, Yo, you know, man, that's a, it's a tough one. You got to be ready. If you, know, if you ain't a crier, then that might change your life because... Yeah, that that was a very good episode. There was also it got deep too cuz everybody just remembers the fun stuff. It got deep not just that one. There was the episode where Will and Carlton get pulled over in the bins. Oh yeah, when they're in, when yeah, they're in, like the, bever- the, pol- the 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 Yeah, the, the nice part. And the, Will, yeah. this is like everyday thing to Will cuz again, he's coming from Philly, so he he's dealt with these kind of things, but Carlton growing up in Bel Air, he's never experienced it. And Will and Carlton go back because Will's like, nah, this is real life. And Carlton's like, they're just doing their job and stuff, which, like, I know, they're great policemen out there, but we also know some dark stuff that can mm-hmm. go on, too. And that episode, like, in 91, 92, when that was coming out, dog, like, yeah, Fresh Prince, they did a really good job of being funny but also dealing with real events. And it's real so, yeah, because Carlton ended up being the one that was the most pissed off at the end of that episode, right? No, he was what? like ra- he was like rattled, like he was confused. Like the last thing that he says in that episode, he asks Uncle Phil, like, "Hey, Dad, you would have pulled us over, right?" And Uncle Phil's like, "Like, I don't know, son. I think about that every day." And then Uncle Phil leaves, and Carlton sits down. And he goes, "I would." So he's like going through his mind of like. Was it a racial thing? Was the cop doing his job? Which, you know, whatever. But yeah, that's that's Fresh Prince. Yeah, I, I agree. That's why we go back to watch. Show. Yeah, that, Martin, Jamie Foxx show. I loved all of them shows back then, even though that was a little before my time. But the reruns and stuff, call me up on game. Yeah, great time. Let's get to the Flex ATX segment, shall we? Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right, Flex ATX segment today, and you know, with the rivalry, Bowie versus Westlake, and I got a Westlake guy in the building, me being a Bowie guy, y'all know how prideful I am of being a Bulldog, my dad, being the head coach of the basketball team for 30 maybe 32 years he just retired but I don't know over three decades and basically my whole life so it's still kind of weird seeing Pops retired and shout out to my guy Trey Lindsay one of my best friends who's now the head coach over there he's doing a great job himself building his own culture but Ty growing up when that Westlake game came up which you played twice in basketball my Pops changed (laughs) My pops changed. He wanted, he wanted it more? He won, it, it, it's not like he wanted it more. Yeah, yeah, he did. I could say, I'll admit, yes, he did. He wanted it, it, it meant more. And him and head football coach 
Jeff Abels, mm -hmm. they're really close. One of his best friends. So, and Coach Abels has been coaching that buoy, I think, since it opened. Tommy Cox was the football coach before Coach Abels took over in 2002, I think. I think it was um, Michael and Marcus Griffin's senior year. But that, like, before maybe 08, 07, buoy never beat Westlake in football. They got them a few times in basketball, but just, like, not being able to get over the hump, seeing Westlake, you know all the trophies, you know all the history. You went to the school, like, guys like Drew Brees and on the basketball side dealing with guys like Luke Axel. Like, Chris Mim was seven freaking foot. Yeah. Think about a seven-footer in this area right now dominating, being like a Texas All-American. He, he was a big seven-footer, too. Big, like, OG Ben. Like, he wasn't what you see now with big man. Like, and he will hit that mid-range shot, but – he stuck to the basket, stuck to the block. If you went to the lane, that ball was going to go to the stands. Chris Mim was a very good basketball player. So every time that game came up, and I really experienced it once I became a player for my pops. And I had some big games versus Westlake, but it just meant more. And a huge reason why it means more is because I know you're probably going to tell me Bowie was just another game. Yeah, and that drives us. That's we're like the tech. <laughs> we're like the Texas Tech, and we're like black and red to Westlake, and like what Texas Tech is to Texas. Like that's how we feel that we get because y'all used to focus. Now it's like Travis, but y'all used to focus on Austin High way more than well, us. Well, that's just funny. And I yeah, y'all used, used to beat them down too, but they had their players. They, their they had some. They, I mean, with, when they had the um, when the Jones, Jones the Jones brothers yeah. were there, they beat us. Okay. That was I was in like sixth grade. Wow! And uh, and Caleb Jones cussed me out because I ever told you the story. No. Okay. So you know, so they used to have the pit at Westlake Games where all the middle schoolers would go. Yes. It's like on in the, the end zone. And, the, and I, you know, I was standing there like they ran out of the tunnel, and he's and he goes to the end zone to pray or whatever. And I was just you know sixth grade me. I was like, yeah, you better be praying. <laughs> and he came over. He's like, you am like like just like came up to me, and I was like, oh. A no, little like, kid, just yeah. a little kid. That's what I'm saying. That robbery, Austin High Westlake robbery, that was. Thick oh, I got, I got to play you the diss track that we made in my, my senior year. Stop. They still play it. Track. They still play it. That's petty. That's good. That's petty. Who made it? Well, I mean, they made one that was terrible, so we, you know, we had to clap back at them a little bit. <laughs> Went out to the studio out in Cornavaca. You know, I was saying the hood out there, and uh, actually, the guy that pr produced it and made the beat is. Uh, you know that song's like la da 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 da. It's like a big TikTok. It has like 500 million views on Spotify now. Okay. But so, you know, there's an acclaimed producer on it, but it's it's a it's a good track. We got it was one of two, but neither of the guys played on the football team. One of them was on the right. basketball team. Right. And all the coaches heard it, and they were like, Coach Lucero was like, Yeah, don't do that again. But good job. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your heart's in the right place, son. Your heart's in the right it was all place. Clean, though. Yeah, it was all clean lyrics from him, at least, but it, it was good. And I'll, I'll have to play it for you, so I don't think we can play it on the air, but, but yeah, <laughs> to yeah. get, a, get a reaction out of you, at least. See, man, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the beauty of high school sports, especially in Texas. Like, it means so much. The communities, the rivalries, you know. I mean, I still care. I, feel I, like I, a, I mean, I, sometimes I feel like a loser. Like, oh, like, I was going to Westlake Baseball game. I know I do it for my job, but I also enjoy supporting the community right. still, too. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. When Bowie does well and goes anywhere in football, baseball, basketball, I like to attend, too. Like, you 
and I, being former athletes at our respective schools, like we put our heart and souls into that school and we love it. So, like, I get what you mean on, you know, I don't, I, I also get what you mean by feeling like a low ball loser <laughs> at times. You're just a grown I mean, we're not, man. We're not, we're not Derek. Derek. <laughs> but. Love, love you, Derek. <laughs> love you, Derek. Oh, my gosh, man. Ride or die. Yeah, Derek. Absolutely ride or die. Uh-oh. See, this is why it's personal. Somebody on the Specs text line trolling me right now, Zay, in all caps, how the hell is it a rivalry when y'all hardly ever win? See, that's that's what pisses me off. Well, it's similar to like how everyone hates Texas in the Big 12. It's like Anderson, their biggest game is playing Westlake. But Yep. I mean, we scored the most points ever in a, that were, have ever been scored in a Texas high school football quarter. We scored against Anderson my senior year. How many was that? It was like 42 to nothing Lord after the first mercy. quarter. Lord have mercy. It was bad. <laughs> Shout out to Derek texting us right now. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, love you, dog. That's Todd talking that mess about you. Not me. That's your Westlake brother. <laughs> Not me, man. That, that ain't me. Shout out to the Flex ATX segment on this Friday, July 24. First, this is Chad and Zay. Chad Hastings out of town. Ty Henderson filling in. I am Zay Collier on the horn. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life. Like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help. From fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Chad and Zay. Welcome back. Chad and Zay about to wrap up our number two with some Bone Thugs and Harmony. The Cleveland crew, very underrated, needs to be more appreciated. Shout out to Easy E for finding those guys. I am Zay Collier, joined by Ty Henderson on the horn, 1049-1019 AM. 1260. You a Bone Thugs fan, Ty? Oh, yeah. They were in town recently, right? Were they really? I think. I could be very wrong. Okay. But I feel like Nick Shuley might have shared that with us during Shout the East Nick Shuley. Yeah, man. Been doing some good work Yo, for us, man. He has. He, yo, what was DJ August? I saw that picture. Yeah. Mad jealous, bro. Because DJ's my dude. How was that it yesterday? It was cool. It was cool. Yeah. Uh, you got yeah. DJ by a few inches. I know. I, got, I had a few people hitting me up, man. Being yeah. Like, Damn. <laughs> Wait, you could have played in the league, Ty. You could have played in the league. <laughs> Hell no. That just goes to show how incredible him being in the association for over a decade plus. He played last is year. Ridiculous. 35. His skill level is insane. Like, I remember when he was with the Magic and they beat the 2019 champion Toronto Raptors and only in one game I think it was game one and DJ went off like he's the reason they won that game like he was giving Kyle Lowry uh Fred Van Vliet all types of buckets he was older yeah he was older and he's bounced around a little bit but again at 5'10 his pull-up jumpers money 
incredible basketball IQ. And yeah, I think got, that's the biggest thing. Yeah, I mean, I, there's definitely a respect for him around the league. Is just like that's a guy you want on your bench, regardless yeah. if he's in the play or not. And there's so many guys that like know that they lost a step, but they can't like they, they, their pride won't let them give the youth game like guys coming in rookies second year guys that are just trying to get a feel for the NBA that want to be in the same place as DJ Augustine one day some guys like want to they look at those guys coming in and say oh you're taking my minutes why would I teach you anything why would I try to be a leader or a role model and stuff that's not my job we're teammates go to a coach for that you know you go to people in your posse or people you know, notice that kind of thing and though. they do and like what keeps you around is being willing to say pull guys aside and like let them know like hey bro I wouldn't do this off the court if I were you you partying all last night not a smart move all the things that you're eating yeah you're young yeah you're athletic and stuff but those things might catch up with you you might want to get a chef you might want to change your diet up a little bit you need those veteran guys and I'm not saying let's go the Udonis Haslam route that's a little excessive I don't believe is in he that done at all. yet I I think this is it. But we don't know. Who knows? Knowing Pat Riley, like Pat Riley, Eric Spolstra, they love that son of a bee. And he's just taking up somebody's spot. Like, that's <laughs> become a coach, bro. Become like one of those player Seriously. assistants. Like, you can still get paid. Like, you're not you're not getting on the court. Like, there's levels to it. DJ Augustine, that's that good NBA vet leadership role model that you want to have around. Udonis Haslow. And he just puts on the show, too. Like, when he's cussing guys out, they always have to put the camera on them, and everybody's like, oh, look at the leadership from Udonis Haslam. What a guy in his 20-something year. He's not giving you anything basketball-wise, but you need guys like that. He hasn't given anything in the past seven years. You you know, like, that's— I can't—like, when's the last time he was a legit legit contributor? Like, getting minutes in every game. I barely remember him during those Spurs series. He was good that—I mean, the year— both times they played the Mavericks because 2006 he was also he was like a rookie. Yeah, I remember Dirk giving him that work. That's what I remember. <laughs> and then them saying, "Wow, we have nobody that could check him. I guess we got to put Chris Bosh on him." And you saw what happened. Dirk gave Chris Bosh that work. So is it is it confirmed that that 2006 Mavericks loss to the to the Heat was that was rigged, right? That um, Tim Donahue, whatever his name I, is. I need to watch that Donahue special. Like, I've always heard stories that. About was the that. most, like, free throw differential. Yeah. Like, Dwayne Wade got, like, 80 free throws in, like, yeah. a three-game span. Yeah, and another thing that went against y'all, that was during the 2-3-2 two, two format. Instead of yeah. the 2 2 one, 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 which it should always be that. Like, this is the NBA. We have money to fly back and forth. <laughs> like, we, like, come on now. I get the Magic and Bird era because, again, that's how long is that flight from L.A. to Boston? Like, Oof. it's a six-hour flight almost. Yeah. So I, I get that being a little much because those were the only two teams going to the finals back then. But in 2006, like, what's the point of being a home court advantage team if I'm going to get screwed in the finals and we have to play three straight games against the, you know, the team that doesn't have a better? Yeah, record? you win, you lose one of those first two games, you're screwed. Right, and they Mavs lost all three. No, I thought they were up. Well, yeah, they're up. They're two up two. Yeah, yeah, they lost three straight, three, four, yeah, and five. The they NBA lost- wasn't going to let them win the finals. Are you kidding me? I, and, yeah, oh. that that that's a very sketchy. I was young time. for that, but yeah. I, remember. I remember. I remember. Yeah, yeah, that was a very sketchy time. That was Don Nelson was the coach, right? No, it was Avery Johnson you sh- in two thousand six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was Avery Johnson. Yeah, because yeah. Donnie Boy was over in Golden State, and then the next year, you know what happened there? We believe. 
Oh, my God. We believe Monte Ellis, Baron Davis, Matt Barnes, Steven Jackson. Them boys ran y'all out the gym. Well, yeah, they, they gave Dirk that MVP because they knew, they knew they screwed him over the year before. Yeah. Yeah, he deserved it. But, yeah, you're talking about a team full of just guys high on the chronic running up and down <laughs> like the way hey, i'm a Montellis guy he played on the mavericks after that I, I always thought he was a very undervalued very Talk undervalued. about a dude that doesn't play defense yeah 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 uh, he's, he's not fast like, he's not like dj augustine that was one of the fastest people right. i've ever seen on the basketball court yeah southern movement yeah because when they got steph curry of course he felt disrespected and he didn't want to help steph and we know what happened there like the front office was like, yeah, the Steph Curry guy is kind of special. And Monte was like, nah, man, we're, we're around the same height. We're, you know, we both like to shoot the ball. We both like it in our hands. Well, Monte, he's a little yeah, different. Yeah, I'm not going to be a good teammate. And he bounced around the league. I don't know if he's ever won a ring. Didn't he Steph have, Curry, he, he has one some of the best point guards of all time. He has some teardrops, doesn't he? What, like his his game? No, like his on his like tattoo, tattoo tears? I don't know. I've never. I don't, I haven't seen my team recently. Hey, just, Deshaun Stevenson definitely does. He does. <laughs> yeah, that dude. Yo, he was one of my favorite players. Oh, that man. was a scary he was, dude. He was thugging for real. He's a dog. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Y'all had a little bit of everything on that Mavs team. He in balled out those finals. He scored like 22 points. In one of the, he had like seven threes. In one yeah, because you always need a dude that's just gonna fight you, and he's that dude. That dude that's going to be willing to throw down, which y'all had a lot of others. Tyson Chandler, he went in back Brian down Brian Carl. Brian Carl. You the keep custodian. naming him. Stop naming Brian Carl. The custodian. <laughs> I was right. at one of those NBA. I was at game three. They lost, but Brian Cardinal was at the free throw line, and the entire American Airlines arena started chanting MVP. That's such a joke. That's a joke. That's an absolute joke. It was awesome. <laughs> so, the, the Mavericks <laughs> lost that game. Best sporting event I've ever been to in my life. Wow. Okay. And it was from the nosebleeds. Yeah. Just the NBA, the, the energy in the room. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. That was a great time, man. Great time in the NBA Finals. Let's get to where we at in society, shall we? Where are we at in society today? All right. So this story is absolutely hilarious. So, Ty, do you know the YouTube social media influ- influencer Gideon? No, no, I'm not familiar. I'm not. I wasn't familiar with Gideon. Gideon. He spells it G I D I O N. To him. It's a him. Yes. I'm. I'm more familiar with the females okay. on the uh, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, me too. I feel you. So this dude, he's absolutely out of control. So he's an influencer, has a ton of followers on all social media platforms, and what he's known for, he's a bit guy. He does outlandish things in places where people wouldn't do them. He makes people very uncomfortable, but it could be really funny. I love some cringe. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with a little cringe, a little pettiness. As long as you're not disrespecting or hurting anybody, I'm good with it. So this fool, which already in the NBA season, he was shown at, I want to say, a Brooklyn Nets game. He was getting a haircut, like in the second row, a haircut, like faded up. I see you just got a fresh cut. Looks nice, by the way. Thank you. And... This fool was getting faded up. He had the cape around him and everything. The barber was, you know, people couldn't see over the barber because <laughs> he was cutting his hair while an NBA game was going on. Okay. And I don't know what happened to him there. I think he got a little bit in trouble. I think they just told him to stop and everything was all good. But this fool was at two different WNBA games. And he was sitting on the first floor, which go look this up on Twitter. They got the video. It's hilarious. He's sitting on the first row. And in one video, the ball bounces his way. Remember, he's in the stands on the first row, but he's out of bounds. As he gets the ball, 
The normal person, what would they do? Give it to the ref. Let's keep the game going. What does Gideon do? He pulls the shot. Completely airballs. They kick him out. Boot. Like, dude, what are you doing? Don't shoot the ball. You're making the muck out of the WNBA. It's probably like 25% of the fans there. <laughs> I didn't say it. You did. <laughs> Which, by the way, is Bucky still doing his the WNBA, WNBA update? update? I, I, we've been missing it this week. Ah, man. That's a shame. That's Brittany a Griner shame. will still win Comeback Player of the Year. That's his go-to. Guaranteed. That's really all he's got. <laughs> that's really which that's not too far off. Like she's having a really good season. The next thing that he did, which this got him banned from WNBA games, and since the NBA runs the WNBA, it also has gotten him banned from NBA games for the upcoming season. This fool on the first row again took up like four chairs, had a blanket, a pillow, and pretended to sleep. <laughs> that's that's funny. That is pretty hilarious. <laughs> But it's also so disrespectful because uh, we know what you just said about the WNBA. It, I, basketball's basketball. I get the WNBA. Sometimes it can be hard to watch. I will admit that. But some what, of so those he, girls he are bought, nice. He bought like four seats? I think so. He probably bought like four 30 seats. 30 bucks? <laughs> Front row? I, I'd say he's probably 65. Front row, <laughs> 65 maybe. All together, though. Yeah. Right? But WNBA, it could be good. You saw Sabrina and Nescu, the three-point uh, shootout. I mean, yeah. It, it's, that's fun. She lit it up. They got some hoopers in there. Yeah, if that's your thing, sure. It's it's a completely different game than the NBA. Yeah, like completely it, different. I'm not. I know people are out there saying it would be better if y'all lowered the rim to eight feet. I no, don't know about that. I don't that. think so. That's like that'd be Globetrotters esque. Well, I, I don't think it would. If you take the game seriously, kind of like what they do in Europe. If you go see like AAU ball in Europe for twelve year olds and you know thirteen year olds, they're playing on like seven foot rims. Yeah, they're like uh, dunking and stuff. It's really weird. But I don't think people are ever like if you, there's like not there's not a way to force people to like women's basketball. Yeah, I mean tough. college basketball is different. Going to those games, I, I did a few. I engineered for a few games for Craig Way this year. Okay, being. That's the only I've still never been to a men's basketball game at the new arena. Oh man, it's, but it's dope. It like I mean they packed the house for those uh, ladies ladies horns games. So, yeah, you know, those are fun. But the WNBA, I mean, yeah, what Kim Mulkey and they did this past season, like Caitlin oh, Clark, I was, I watched, Angel Reese. I watched some of the the March Madness. That was must see TV. You're not getting that in. I mean, Angel Reese's character. She's amazing. She's and then there's amazing. there's um. There's also some some lookers that were out there too. Oh yeah, what were the the Cavender twins? Oh yeah, yeah. You and I, we both like the Cavender <laughs> twins. Yeah, out of Miami. I wish they would have came back, but they're always be in the limelight. I think they're gonna do some WWE stuff. So look out for that. That'd be interesting. Yeah, but that was where we had society today. These fools are cutting up at WNBA games, getting kicked out and stuff just for likes. The world that we live in. Coming up, hour three, last hour of the show on a Friday, July 21st. I am Zay Collier. Ty Henderson's in the building. This is Chad and Zay on the horn.